Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, June 13th. We're talking about uh, the, the startup of some of the sports and some of the issues that they're having. Um, getting things off the ground. We're talking about uh, the draft a little bit, the raise pick in the first round, and uh, hopefully we can talk about some good things and get sports back on the forefront here. We'll be right back to start the show. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-943-2195. 800-943-2195. That's 800-943-2195. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Tampa sports fans. Talking a little bit about um, Major League Baseball. I know that the emphasis has been on getting the sports up and going here. Uh, baseball, they've been going back and forth with the owners and the Major League Players Association. As we speak, uh, there's an offer on the table from the owners that is giving um, the Players Association until um, Sunday, which would be tomorrow, to accept the proposal. Uh, Accordingly, what it says is that MLB has uh, issued a plan that would call for a 72-game regular season that would start on July 14th, and that would have players earning 70% of their prorated salaries. And those salaries could increase to 83% if there is a postseason, bringing the players' revenue to more than a billion dollars and an additional $200 million if the league completes its postseason um, the way it's supposed to be done. So, you know, what they're basically saying is that they have until Sunday for the deadline uh, for the uh, Players Association to accept it. The, 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 the association made a counter off of this past Tuesday, which called for 89 games and for players to receive the full prorated salaries that the two sides agreed to back in March. And no, this proposal came after the union rejected MLB's 122-game proposal. Um, it doesn't look at this point um, that the, the, the players are going to accept anything less than the 100% prorated. So, you know, according to uh, Rob Manfred, he said that he'd prefer to negotiate a new agreement with the MLBPA that gets us more games and resolves the issues that have separated them on an amicable basis. So it really comes down to 
Uh, the players will probably come back with offering to play more games uh, rather than, than less games, and we'll probably end up going back and forth for another week, it looks like. So uh, that's the Major League Baseball news. I wish I had a better picture to paint as far as that goes. If you look at um, the status of where it stands right now, it doesn't look like real positive as, as far as the owners to me really care if they come back this year or not. Again, they'll be negotiating the whole Players Association uh, bargaining agreement after the t- uh, 2021 season. So anything that is on the table now and any type of animosity, in my opinion, is definitely going to carry over when they start negotiating after that. But as of for right now, um, that's the update. We'll see what happens tomorrow, what the Players Association comes back with, and I'm sure we'll have an update for you as far as that on the next show. Uh, sticking with the baseball, they had the Major League Baseball draft this past week, and um, it's very interesting as far as what the Rays did in the 24th pick. I'm going to let you hear a clip of how it sounded when the Rays did make their uh, first-round pick. It was a 17-year-old right-handed pitcher out of Central Bucks East in Pennsylvania, um, my old stomping grounds up there. And I think it was pretty interesting to hear uh, the little bit of a story. This this youngster is six foot four, two 220 pounds, um, not even 18 yet. So it should be interesting to hear the story. Here it comes. Pick of the 2020 MLB draft. The Tampa Bay Rays select Nick Bitsko, a right-handed pitcher from Central Bucks High School East, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. The Atlanta Braves have the next pick. This kid, 6'4", 225, expected to be the top high school arm in the 2021 class, but he reclassified, became eligible for this year's draft. Then his senior year would end before Pennsylvania team played a single game, giving only two seasons of high school baseball for scouts to see. And none is an upperclassman. Baseball America calls Bitsko the most challenging player for teams to evaluate in this 2020 class. He's verbally committed to University of Virginia. That's probably not going to happen now. He went 24th overall to the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Nick Bitsko, all the confidence in the world. Uh, kids loaded with talent. And here he is celebrating with family and friends with our T-Mobile draft cam. Al, you... He told me to, to, to pause when I was like, wait a minute, two years of varsity baseball, and now you're going to draft in the first round? You you said before the draft that you would do it, and here he is, the Rays did it. So I, I, there's certain instincts that you have, or at least I do, when I look at a lot of video, and uh, didn't know the kid, watched a lot of video, and you look at him and you say, that's the way it looks. And I, I'll tell you, I, you know, he kind of benefited from this draft and not, but I'm going to go to Phantom of the Opera. Who is Nick Bitsko? And why? Because of COVID-19, didn't get a chance to pitch this year. He's only got 32 innings in high school. Yeah, where is he behind the tree? We're hiding. This guy had his circuit last year with the showcases. He was a sophomore, remember, a rising junior. Until January, he became a senior. This kid is a man against kids, in my opinion, as a freshman and a sophomore. He's developed quickly. Fastball slider. He's been upwards of into mid to upper 90s and I like the delivery. It's a smooth, it's easy, it's strong, it's powerful. Couple spots, led with his back kind, a rear end there. You see where he is at ball contact with it with his arm in position to throw and then a nice follow through. I think there's a lot, a lot of 
upside. You have a kid, again, who hasn't pitched a whole lot, but this kind of stuff here, quarantine, 98.5, okay, Rapsodo in a gym somewhere. He has what I think it looks like. And the reason why I'm even more near and dear to this is Northeast is hard to pick guys. You see the, the list of guys that have been first round. There's There's been uh, more than that. But, you know, Rick Porcellos, uh, Chris Carpenter, and others, I'm talking about the Northeast. This is unusual. And I think a place like Tampa Bay, to be able to take a kid like this. By the way, he's not 18 yet. He'll be 18 next week. So he's very young. And I think upside tremendous. And I know I stand here, Greg, and I'm very complimentary a lot of these picks, as we should. Mm -hmm. But this guy does move the needle for me. He does. I think he's going to be special. Only 17 years old. If this is a gamble, as I bring in Carlos Colazzo of uh, Baseball America, I guess the Tampa Bay Rays would be, you know, it's worth the risk. They've got plenty of depth. It's the number one farm system uh, in the sport. They take him here. What do you think of the pick? Yeah, they're definitely not dying for talent with that farm system. And I think they're also a team that's never afraid to take a risk and go for a guy who the prep right-handed uh, pitching demographic in the first round is risky. But I think they're banking on some upside here. You've got a guy who has a plus fastball curveball combination. I got a chance to see him twice last summer. And, and like Al was saying, he does fit in perfectly with this class, even though he was our top-ranked prospect in the 2021 class. Uh, at the time, I think he's very physical. He's a good strike thrower, smooth delivery, just a lot of traits to really like. And I think this year in particular, I, I don't know if you can make this pick 10 years ago because I don't know if you have the video and the data and the analytics and the metrics to make yourself feel comfortable. So I think that's a factor that probably helped him despite not pitching this spring. So after picking up Bitsko there with the 24th pick, uh, the race also had the number 57 pick and they stuck with uh, pitching. Uh, to start day two of the draft, they chose Virginia Tech's Ian Seymour, um, you know, and also they picked right-hander Hunter Barnhart at the 96th pick yes, uh, yesterday. So, you know, they, they started the draft the same way they started it, uh, by selecting a right-hander pitcher. Uh, his name was Jeff Hackinson uh, out of UCF. So they're very excited about the outcome of the uh, the players that they have in the first day. Uh Despite the uh, loaded physical ability that they have, uh, they did take uh, some mental aptitude tests. And uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting road for all the players, despite what's going on in the, in the world of sports and overall right now. Uh, I think that uh, it will be a while before any of them really work their way into the um, uh, up the ladder, the farm system to get to the big leagues and, and pitch for the Rays, but, um, you know, it's a great start and I wish them all luck. So I think it was a, overall, I, I really think that the Rays had a good draft so far and I believe that um, they know what they're doing when it comes to their farm systems. They probably have one of the best systems in all of baseball. So let's just hope that we get to see some baseball this year. All right, we'll be right back to talk more about sports. The Jimmy B Sports Show, the number here is 877-448-7901. As always, the email is sports at power901.com. We'd love to hear any of your comments or questions. We'll be right back to continue the show. 
The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. We're talking a little bit about the sports that are playing this week. Uh, today, we have the third round of the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, uh, Texas, the Colonial Country Club. Uh, it was a it was a good couple days. Uh, it's obviously, it started Thursday in the first round. Harold Varner shot a sixty three in round one. Justin Thomas shot a sixty four. Justin Rose a sixty three. A lot of low scores on, on Thursday, and they were followed up by low scores uh, yesterday. McElroy shot a sixty three yesterday. Um, Joel Dorman shot a sixty five. The leader. Uh, going into today's round, which will be the third round, is Harold Varner. Uh, he has uh, a 63 and a 66. for uh, He's 11 under right now. He has the lead by himself. Uh, tied for second right now is Jordan Spieth and um, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Spieth uh, had a 65 on the first round, and he followed that up with another 65 yesterday. And actually, the same thing with uh, DeChambeau. He shot 65s on both days as well. So those two guys are 10 under. Like I said, Varner's in the lead at 11 under. And then you have um, three people at 9 under, which would include um, Colin Makanawa. He's at 9 under. Xander Shuffley at 9 under. And McElroy at 9 under. Um, McElroy shot 7 under. Yesterday in the second round with that 63, uh, he really had a great round. So it's uh, obviously it's hot there. It's, uh, you know, about 90, 92 degrees, a little bit of a wind, but it hasn't really come into play. Uh, last year's player, Kevin Naw, of course, was the defending champion. So it should really be a, uh, a good third and fourth round. It's, the course is 7,209 yards. It's a par 70, so it's... Um, you know, you'll see a little bit lower scores. You can't see much rust. I'll tell you, for not playing, um, these players are obviously out there and hitting balls somewhere because they really haven't missed a beat. You watch some of the highlights, you see some great shots and great plays out there. So looking forward to watching uh, some of the golf. Also, um, NASCAR will also um, be out in full force this week. They're going to be down here in Florida, Homestead in Miami. Um, it should be interesting. Uh, Truex, Martin Truex, I think is the favorite. He won Wednesday in Martinsville as well up there. So uh, he's been on a little bit of a hot streak. Of course, you can't you, you can't rule out all the people that are always in the top there. Noel Harvick and the um, uh, the Bush brothers, Kyle and Kurt. So a uh, little bit of drama this week, of course, with uh, the Confederate flag is uh, banned at all the NASCAR events uh, going forward. So that that came um, out this past week as well. Would love to hear your feelings on 
uh, if it matters at all to you or uh, if not, the number again at 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. So we do have the golf. We do have the uh, NASCAR. And I believe that NASCAR down here at Homestead is going to have fans for the first time. It will be the first sporting event since March that is going to have fans. Um, I, I think that it'll be interesting uh, how they're going to do it, if they're going to, uh, you know, be taking some tests of people walking in randomly or uh, the, the seating procedures or what, what they may have set up. So that, of course, will be interesting to watch. At least there'll be some sports on. You know, we talked about you know, the issues that baseball is having. Um, hockey, as you know, it, you know, we'll be talking about that a, a little bit more. But, you know, talking about the other sport that was supposedly going to come back here sooner rather than later was uh, the National Basketball Association. Um, you know, it was set to come down here to Orlando and uh, begin play uh, the 14th. They would be coming down here of July and then the 30th, you know, start play. There'd be 22 teams. Uh, as of yesterday and today, it's that's, that's questionable now. There's some issues, and some of the prevailing issues are that the players are concerned about coming down here and living in a, a quote-unquote bubble, if you will, uh, even though there's, you know, Orlando, it, it's, it will be quarantined itself, and, you know, that there's, there's things to do, golf courses and whatnot there, but uh, they're concerned about the uptick in cases the last couple days down here in Florida. Of course, as you have more testing done, you'll see more positive cases. Not sure if it's a start of um, you know, another phase coming or if it's just a result, like I said, of more testing that remains to be seen. Uh, but nonetheless, the, the players were talking and voting on whether or not they wanted to come down and, um, and be quarantined like that and play uh, in that proximity. I, I really, uh, my take on it is this, these, these players are so used to, you know, living in their homes for the past several months where everything was, was under quarantine. They're not sure if some players did the same thing, if some players went away, if, uh, you know, what they were doing. I think that's one issue. I do think that there are some health concerns, but I really feel as though a larger concern will be their quality of life for the six or seven weeks that they're down here playing. I think that, you know, with the rules, the current uh, setup that they have, they're away from their families for those weeks. They um, aren't allowed to go outside of the of the Disney complex. I think um, you know they're staying at a hotel, although it's you know it's obviously a very nice setup down there. It's not what some of these players are used to. These players are used to um, you know staying at the best of the best, and uh, I really, I a part of me really thinks they don't want to come down. And, you know, stay in less than what they're used to circumstances for, you know, as, as whatever that's, however that sounds, that's, I feel that that's part of the issue. And um, so as at this point, I, I think it's a, a 50-50 chance that uh, that they will come down or not. I, I really don't believe, I, last week I thought that it was almost a done deal that they would and was looking forward to it. As, as I talk right now, I'm not sure that that's going to be an option. So, uh 
things change. It's a very fluent situation and things are changing by the day in not just the sports world, but the whole world in general. So we talked about the baseball. We just mentioned about the basketball, um, hockey. I believe that we will probably see hockey um, before anything else at this point. They're still going to pick the two locations for the Eastern and the Western teams to play. You're going to see, I believe it's about 20, 21, 22 teams uh, in the NHL that are getting ready to uh, go and quarantine and, and start playing also at the end of July. So um, hopefully they do come to some uh, agreement with that, pick the sites, pick the locations, and um, be able to get something on the board and uh, maybe have some type of semblance of uh, sports or playoff system. Looking forward to the um, lightning, obviously. It's it's awesome that um, if, if there is a, a, a plus in any of this or a silver lining, it's the fact that Stam Coles and some of the other players that were banged up a little bit had a chance to recuperate and get some rest. Um, then again, the whole league, you can say that about every other team as well, but I like our chances with a fully rested healthy team against anyone else's in the whole league. So if, um, you know, if, if hockey is the only team that comes back right now, that's, that's, you know, that's the way it is. That's where it'll be. Then we'll watch the uh, lightning make the run and uh, try to capture the Stanley cup. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, what sport right now do you miss the most? Uh, is it the, is it the hockey? Is it the um, baseball not starting? Is it the uh, National Basketball Association? Do you miss the playoffs? What is it? Um, we'll talk a little bit about football here in the next segment, but um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Email is sports at power901.com. We'll be right back in the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-809-4655. 800-809-4655. 800-809-4655. That's 800-809-4655. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90. One. Welcome back, sports fans. You're in the Above the Rim session here in the sports show. We're talking about, um, right now, some college football and a little bit of uh, NFL. In college, the University of Houston has suspended voluntary workouts for all student-athletes after six symptomatic student-athletes in various sports tested positive for the coronavirus at the Houston area has seen a recent surge of uh 
positive tests in the last week. So uh, yesterday, the University of Houston Athletic Department said it was suspending the activities out of an abundance of caution. Uh, the school said that the symptomatic student athletes had been placed in isolation and contact tracing procedures have been initiated. Now, Houston did not test all the athletes when they returned to campus, only those who showed symptoms of having the virus, according to the Houston Chronicle. The way they do that is any athlete having a temperature above 100.2 degrees, uh, which is, I guess, the current guideline set by the uh, CDC and prevention was immediately put into isolation, evaluated by team doctors, and quarantined until uh, the test came back. So uh, I say that because they're the first school to actually suspend athletic activities after bringing the student-athletes back to campus following the shutdown. I think it's important because as more uh, of these colleges start opening up and bringing their athletes students back to the campuses, uh, I'm wondering what the protocol is going to be. I'm wondering what you think. I mean, um, you know, if, if one or two players test positive, should they, you know, isolate, quarantine them? Should they, um, you know, test all the players again? Should they, um, you know, put the whole program into a um, state of suspension until everything returns to uh, a healthy healthy situation uh, uh, you know what do you think each state obviously is going to have their own guidelines and how they can open up not just sports but everything else as we go further along here we're seeing um, some states opening back up quicker than others um, some things trying to get back to um, you know uh, not normal because there won't be any more uh, normal as we knew it before, I believe there'll be a new normal, but getting back to doing some business, doing some uh, activities like before. So that's up to each um, governor in each state, how they want to do that. From a sports standpoint, I'm wondering how you're going to be able to have, um, uh, say, college football coming up here in a, in a couple months. How are you going to be able to, uh, you know, if only some states have... Um, the ability to open up their cities and their schools and their campuses, what will that do for, say, the Southeast Conference um, uh, League there? What are they going to do when you can't play some other teams because of uh, not being open, that campus not being open, or whatever it might be? So I think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, trial and error and you know, this is obviously all new to everyone involved, so there is no correct answer. But, you know, if you have any suggestions on how you see things going down, I would love to hear what you have to say about it. Um, is there a way of doing something that uh, could be used across the board, or do you have to take each instance uh, separately as they come? Uh, I think that's a very interesting topic. We'd love to hear your uh, points on that. Talking about the NFL a little bit here in closing, I, I feel as though it's uh, obviously you saw some things that happened in the last couple of weeks, whether it be with uh, Drew Brees, some other football players um, responding and, and saying some, um, you know, how they feel about what's going on with the uh, sports unrest, the civil unrest. Everything right now is, is pretty much 
uh, in a state of flux and no one knows um, exactly uh, how things are going to be in the near future here. As far as the NFL, I know they still have plans in about six weeks to, you know, uh, start opening some things up and, and, and have a season and, of course, down here, we're anxious to see our Bucks play, see how Brady and Arians can interact. And I think that's a great matchup. And, of course, all the offensive weapons that the Bucks have at their disposal should be an interesting season. Um, but along the football lines, you know, if, if you listen to what's going on right now, there are so many different um, points of view on everything. I'm anxious to see how they're going to start the season, what it's going to be like. And, and quite honestly, if they're going to gain um, people watching the games, I, I don't think people will be going to the games, at least in the beginning. But um, are, are a lot of people losing interest in um, going to the games, listening to them or following them, watching them on TV? Um, I talked to a lot of people and a lot of people are fed up with with hearing what's going on. Um, just just the bickering back and forth, not just in football, but all the sports, but we're talking about football right now. So I, I really hope that all the, um, all the leagues out there can come to terms with uh, any changes that need to take place to make not just the sport, but the country a better place to be in and um, you know, of course, we want to be able to all be on the same level playing field with, with everything across the board. But when you're talking about the sports, I think it's uh, imperative that all the players on a team and teams across the league get on the same page and make sure that they have the same um, message that they're sending to everyone um, on that team within their community and making sure that the league has a message that um, they want to get back on track because I just don't hear enough of these people in all the sports saying, listen, whatever it takes, but we want to get back and we want to play. We want to play. We love the sport. We love what we do. Uh, yes, we get paid and we get paid well. Uh, we love what we do and we want to be able to go out there and represent our teams and play for the fans who actually pay their salaries. The fans are the ones that actually pay the salaries for all the players in these different leagues. I think sometimes they may forget that um, and they have to keep that in mind. So I would love to hear any of your comments uh, on what's going on. Um, of course, the number is 877-448-7901. The email is sports at power901.com. Um, we always enjoy hearing your import. Um, we're going to wrap up the show by saying hopefully when next week rolls around, we have some more positive openings in the sports world. We have more positive goings-ons in the world in general. Uh, between now and then, I hope you all have a great weekend. The weather should be better this weekend than last weekend. Get outside and take advantage of it. Watch some uh, NASCAR. Watch some um, uh, with all the other sports that uh, might be trying to come back a little by little. The golf, of course, will be on this weekend as well. Um, stay safe. Stay vigilant. And above all, stay positive. And we'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Mm-hmm.